let's slowly slip off our gloves one finger at a time, remove said glove, and... So here we go. Slap you in the face. Not you, the listener. I'm, I'm doing it to Travis. I, you could have. I mean, we're in person. You could have a glove, and you could have done it. Start the timer. I actually got to see you start the timer that time. <laughs> Welcome to the Location Indie Podcast, an unfiltered, behind-the-scenes, no-holds-barred no holds look at the realities of the location-independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle. I'm Trav, and for the first time, I ate in the buff. <laughs> you did. Um, Jason, we're the co-founders of the community Location Indie. You can learn more at Location com. all about the travel, the freedom, the lifestyle. And we are at The Buff, a breakfast place in Boulder, a bit of an institution, Trav. Um, this place used to be located across the street, attached to a, an old Best Western hotel, which no longer exists. They knocked down the hotel. They moved it across the street to a bigger building. And it's just a place that's been around forever. And yeah, I said, well, hey, we're going to record some podcasts. We're both in town here. Let's let's meet up at the buff. We got to eat, right? Let's, let's meet up at the buff. I was a little thrown off because the first time you showed me the buff, the first time I was in Boulder, you showed me the buff. I, I don't think we actually went to eat there, but I remember driving by and you'd be like, oh, that's the buff. That's my favorite breakfast place, this and that. And it was just, yeah, I didn't remember uh-huh. it was connected to Best Western. I did remember it was a bit divey yeah. and, yeah. and so I'm driving around. Charming is the right word. Yeah, like not divey in a bad way but yeah yeah, and i'm driving around i'm like where is this place and i pull in this parking lot it's a brand new what is this marriott you know really nice hotel kind of new parking i'm like this is not the same place (laughs) that i saw before but of course i'd never been so i thought wait was my memory wrong yeah and then you said to me no they moved across the street like three years ago so i'm glad that i had that memory that nostalgic memory (laughs) of the buff certainly not as many memories as you but yeah, no, here I am in the buff. It's good to be here. It's funny because you are house sitting here in this gorgeous house down by uh, the Flatirons in Boulder, Colorado, and uh, I'm up on the other end of town, and we are having a really hard time seeing each other. <laughs> yeah, I mean, here we, we're just, we're recording all. over breakfast. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's been uh, it's been crazy with. Uh, the time here and, and kids and all that. The but, realities um, of location-independent life. Here, here we are yeah. in the same town, literally 10 minutes apart, right. driving, and we haven't had got to meet up near as many times as we thought we were. We envisioned every day, five, six hours co-working together, right. and it's all we can do to sneak away well, and we, have we, breakfast and record a podcast. We have gotten to do some co-working, and it's been a treat to have you here. And uh, we were talking about these sessions, the Boulder sessions, and we were thinking, well, the last time we were in Denver... For our Location Indie meetup, we did four 20-minute sessions, uh, ha, 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 and uh, we decided to do that again. So so here we are. Now we'll we're see, in the we'll see if we can, We'll see if we can, uh, we can keep it to 20 minutes. We I'm can not keep sure. it to 20 minutes. I we'll think, try. I think we've got a pretty tight topic today because you and I were sitting there talking, 
And we are getting ready. One of the reasons, one of the things that we're doing while we work together this this week is preparing for our virtual summit. And if you guys haven't seen that, you definitely want to check it out. Locationindie.com or paradisepack.com the slash par- No, hold on. Theparadisepack.com slash summit. Too many we'll websites. take you to that page. Too many websites. <laughs> Theparadisepack.com slash summit. And we are getting ready to do our virtual summit which is March 18th and 19th, Monday and Tuesday, from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern. And we've got eight guests. We're doing eight workshops. It's going to be it's absolutely free. awesome. It's free. Yeah, it's free. It's all about, uh, we wanted to do something around business building. So it could help people in various stages of their business. So it's a digital nomad business building summit. First time we've ever done anything like this. And I mean, always during the Paradise Pack week, we always have a live stream where we interview the contributors. But this is a... Yeah, this is uh, workshops and things, and it's free. So if you want to hit pause now and go sign up, if you're listening to this before it happens, go ahead and sign up. And we are going to have yeah, give them the right link though. Yeah, is theparadisepack.com/slash/summit, and we are going to have replays available for like three days after the summit. So if you're if this is hitting your ears before. What I guess it would be the twenty first or the twenty second. Then, um, then you should sign up over there. And the the reason I bring that up too is a we've been spending a lot of time putting it together. It's going to be awesome. We have incredible experts who are coming to do these workshops, which thankfully we get to call friends now. Most of these people, but they certainly weren't friends when we first started out. We're going to talk about that in another episode. But in this show, the reason I love putting together these types of workshops and and doing these workshops with other people is that you never know what type of advice or what type of thing that you're going to hear that's going to just strike you in that moment. I consider it almost like slap you in the face, slap you in the face, right? (laughs) I consider it almost like art. You know, you look at an art piece, everyone's actually seeing the same thing, but the way they're visualizing it, what the emotions that are coming from them are completely different. And when I go on these workshops as an attendee or even as a host, sometimes I always take away like one or two things that stick with me. And Jay, usually they're not things that I haven't heard before, or they're not this groundbreaking thing in terms of like someone presents an idea that I didn't know existed, but they're usually these things that you have to hear over and over and over again. You have to hear at different parts of your journey because they're going to hit you in a way that that sparks something and that turns something around and says, oh my gosh, they're right. I need to start doing this. And so we decided to sit down and tell stories behind the biggest time that we were slapped in the face with a piece of advice from someone else that's like a no-duh piece of advice. But when you heard it, it instantly made you a shift in a positive direction. Yeah. And uh, it's one of those things where you might not have known at the time that it was a face slap or it was. I mean, that could be different for everybody. But uh, I would encourage you as we tell our stories here and Trav and I are going to share one to think about maybe a time in your life that's happened recently or in the past. And another just real quick example of this, Trav, is rereading a book, right? Like I, I have several books that I reread. Um once a year, at least once every couple of years. Uh, what are like, those? Give, give us uh, some. Real quick. The Power of Now, The Untethered Soul. It's like there's some more like spiritual books, I guess, um, but philosophical. It, 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 it just depends on when I reread it and what's going on in my life that certain passages, certain paragraphs, certain chapters hit me in a different way and resonate with me. Or maybe in some ways I've grown and I there's things I didn't understand when I read it you know, a year or two ago that all of a sudden makes more sense. So rereading books, uh, if you've ever done that before and had them hit you in different ways, the same kind of idea. So let's, uh, let's slowly 
slip off our gloves one finger at a time, remove said glove, and so here we go. Slap you in the face. Not you, the listener. I'm, I'm doing it to Travis. I, you could have. I mean, we're in person. You could have a glove. No, I always love that. And like, I don't know, movies or cartoons or something, someone dramatically removes their glove and slaps and get. And you're always like, <laughs> the, to the other character who's going to get slapped, like, don't you see this happening? Like, right. Like, like, this it's is clearly just five one minutes finger, for that person to take their glove off. One finger at a time. Come on. So <laughs> here's my story behind the, the piece of advice that really just slapped me in the face and totally changed the direction of my business. I think at the end of these stories, we, we Chris needs to come in with a with a face slap. Chris, throw that in. You can <laughs> you throw it in any, throughout the whole episode. Chris, our editor. Um, <laughs> and what was interesting about this is, if I hadn't gotten this piece of advice, I honestly don't know what direction I would have taken. I don't know if EPOP extra pack of peanuts would have been a thing. If I would have had to go get a regular job, like I mean, it it did completely allow me to make a 180. And I'm going to explain why that is. So I had a friend, a good friend named Jacob Sokol. He's been in the Paradise Pack a bunch. A lot of you guys, he's been on my podcast. He's been into doing LI workshops with us. So you, you might be familiar with this stuff. And at this point that I met him for the first time in person, he wasn't, I wouldn't say he was a great friend. He was just someone I talked to over the phone a few times. And that happened because I found his website, you know, who knows how I just found it one time and I really resonated with his messaging and how he presented stuff. Like it was no BS. It, he was who he was. And I, even though he curses way more than I do and he's very like New Yorky and I'm not, I just, you're very Philly. Yeah. I just appreciated that. I could tell what he was like from his site. He did a great job doing that. We actually have another friend, Matt Giovanisi, who does the same thing. He's from Jersey. So maybe it's like a New York, New Jersey <laughs> thing. Like you can feel their personality come through their site. So I, I contacted Jacob and we chatted a few times and he kind of started to serve as like a semi-mentor, but not, not in any official capacity. We just talked a lot. I helped him get tickets to, to Japan and I was helping him with travel hacking. And he was kind of a year ahead of me in his journey. Like he'd started his website a year before so everything he was doing was like i felt like i was looking in the future a little bit so how did you connect with him originally i i just sent him an email and said i love your site i love i i can tell what you're like right off the bat and this and that he goes and he said we should hop on the call and i remember being really nervous i'm like what i just sent an email i don't want to actually talk you know and then we hopped on a call and talked for an hour and so but we had never met in person until the world domination summit um which was the first year i had gone to the World Domination Summit, and that was year three. So Jay, you had gone year one. I had not been able to go year one or two. I went year three. And I didn't know anyone there, at least in person. I had never, I had known of some people in the online world, but I had never yeah. met anyone in person. And st- hung out with Jacob a little bit, and I remember telling him, like, dude, I'm really struggling here. I have my website. I had just started my podcast, but I'm not I'm not able to make it work. Like I'm making 1500 bucks a month, even though I'm doing it full time. A lot of you guys have heard the story of like, I had been making six or 7,000 and that went to zero, um, about six months prior to this. So I was really in this point where I was struggling for six months, yeah. making not much, working hard. Thinking and, like, I'm never going to get back to that level. Yeah. Type and thing. I just couldn't figure it out. I'm like, I'm writing, I'm doing everything people tell me to do. I'm being consistent with my posts. I'm writing two posts a week. I'm putting out one podcast a week. Readership is growing. My email list is growing. Everything was going well, except I had zero dollars. <laughs> and I was living at home. My parents with Heather, we were married. We had just come home from Japan. And I thought, I'm going to like, 
this is not sustainable. I'm going to have to give this up. And I was just like, like basically saying all this to him. And he just looks at me and he's like, well, well, this is easy. This is an easy fix. I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, you're not going to do anything else until you figure out how to make money. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? You know, like, I, obviously, it's a very easy statement to understand, but I was not understanding. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, I have to keep these posts coming out. My readers are waiting for them. My podcast listeners are waiting for me. He's like, you're not going to record another podcast. You're not going to write another word until you fi- figure out a way to make money. And at that moment, I thought, huh, okay, well, he's kind of right. Like, I, this is something I could have told myself, but I didn't for whatever reason. And it just... it struck me and I just thought, well, I've had this idea to make a course, Frequent Flyer Bootcamp, the original Frequent Flyer Bootcamp. I had had that idea for like a year and a half since I started my blog. I had never done it. I don't know why. Thousands of reasons why. And I just said to him like, okay, fine. And I left that conference and the next day I put up on my site, I said, I have Frequent Flyer Bootcamp. Uh, I was like 149 bucks at that time. I hadn't created anything. I, I, I didn't even have like, I didn't even know how I was going to yeah, create the course. Right. I put it out. Uh, I said, you have three days to sign up. It's capped at 30 people. The first day, seven people signed up. And I thought, okay, well, I better make this course. And I went and got one of those electronic whiteboards at like Staples where you can like write. <laughs> yeah. And it goes on your screen and yeah. I could record it. Took me legitimately five hours to even make the first video because writing on a virtual screen and talking at the same time is a lot harder than you think. Okay, yeah. And uh, I put together a course in... You didn't think of voiceovering it later? No, I... I yeah, I had no idea what I was doing. doing. Yeah, I was just, and I remember sitting at my friend's because we were house sitting at that point, house sitting again at at his kitchen table, in the middle of the night, trying to write and talk at the same time, and finally getting the first video done and being like, "Yes!" And I put that course together in three days because the people were starting in three days, and that was that. And it was just that advice of you're not doing anything until you figure out how to make money. Uh, I knew I needed to make money, but for some reason. I wasn't thinking like that without him taking a step, yeah. making me take a step back. Yeah, Jacob took the glove off slowly. Yeah, s- slapped you in the face, changed your life forever. Yeah, because I mean, well, he gave, you I had the, a, gave you the confidence back too, right? I mean, confidence, it, it, a mean, direction. Yeah, a direction. That first uh, course sold t- was twelve people, so I made like whatever that is, like a little under two two thousand dollars. And I remember thinking, like, oh my gosh, I just made in three days what I've been struggling to make each month. Yeah. And I didn't do anything different. Like I, I, those people were people were coming to my site. I just needed a way to give right. them an option. To, I mean, to we, give me we money. talk about I me mean, to have a business. You have to have a product or service. And even if you're doing affiliate marketing or something like that, you're still promoting somebody else's product or service. So you essentially still have a product or service. So it's just one of those necessary parts. If you're not offering anything, you don't have anything. <laughs> and if you don't <laughs> right? make money, you're not gonna. You know, one it's of the things he said to me was like, if you don't figure out a way to make money, you're not gonna be able to keep doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not gonna be able to keep writing two posts a yeah. week and doing podcasts because you're gonna have to go get a regular job. So you better figure out how to make money here. Right. Who cares if you're not putting out posts? Like, you're the only one who's holding you to that. I think this is a good standard. Like. It's, it's, I know something struggle people struggle with, and I have as well. This whole idea of like, oh, well, what am I going to make? And I have to charge people stuff. And I like, I just want to help people and give them this stuff for free. Uh, but it's like you said, it's not sustainable. So if you do want to help people, but you also need to support yourself, you need to figure out a way to make that happen so you can keep helping more people and have a bigger impact. And that's really a good service mentality to have, I think. And 
it, it might be a helpful thing depending on who's listening right now. I mean, at least that that mindset helped me kind of get over this idea of uh, like charging people for things and things like that because they also value it more and it's sustainable for everybody. And it's just like a good feeling for me when I go to a local coffee shop and I know I'm supporting a small business. I'm here at the Buff. Like I know this is a local business. Isn't there some chain that's like all over the country? Right. If, you're, if, you're expected to pay for stuff, right? If you value something, you're expected to pay for it in every other facet of life. And that's not to say you can't continue to create free content like this podcast, right. like our podcast, like our websites, but you have to figure out a way to make money from it or else what are you doing? Then I it's always like the way uh, Ramit said he said it. He's like, oh, it's like 98% of my stuff's free and then 2% of the stuff is stuff you can pay for. And that's kind of... That's how we roll, I would say, yep. for the most part. Um, yeah, so he took the glove off, slapped me across the face, <laughs> changed the entire direction, allowed me to make money, and allowed me to keep doing it full-time because I could have easily slipped. I was about ready to yeah. slip probably into some sort of full-time job again because yeah. I just had oh to. Oh, my gosh. So, say it isn't so. Saved me, pulled me from the depths <laughs> of real work and pulled me out. And but, by uh, the way, in my mind, as, as uh, Jacob's taking his glove off, for some reason, it's a long pink glove that you would wear with like a with like a... A gown to a to oh, a, so Jacob's wearing it, a long. I don't know. It just what, has what, to be. What else I feel like wearing? it has to be a long glove with like long fingers. Is he wearing know. a gown? No, then no. It gets he's really just wearing weird. a t-shirt and jeans. But like he's normal. Got this, yeah, he's just normal. <laughs> typical, um, typical right, Queens I'll, boy. I'll tell a story really quick. And this involves my mastermind group, which is like a, a small business-oriented group that I've been part of, um, really a family now, for since the first WDS. Uh, my friend Emily Wapnick, who's in the Paradise Pack this year, you might have seen her TED Talk. It's uh, why some of us don't have one true calling. And it's had millions of views. Her book's been published in like eight different countries. She actually sent me a text yesterday of uh, the cover of her book in Russia. And oh, it just looks so cool. Go. And I'm just like... Emily, this is unreal. Like, what an accomplishment. She's just uh, been a great uh, mentor, friends, person in my life. And um, and she actually helped us launch the first Paradise Pack, uh, giving us advice because she had run a bundle sale before. But anyway, in my uh, mastermind group, apparently I'd been talking about starting a podcast for months and months and months. And this was kind of my MO back in the day, was like to talk a lot about the ideas I wanted to do. But then when it came to actually sitting down and doing them, it was kind of just more fun to talk about the ideas and explore and screw around and sort of play business instead of do business. That's a lot of people's MO. Let's be serious. I, everyone goes through that, I, I think. I, I think so, yeah. I mean, m maybe not everybody, but a, a lot of people that I know and like I know people in the community, uh, like we've all been through that, which is kind of nice to be a bit on the other side of that now um, to be able to help people through that part because it's, it's, a, it's a struggle for sure. Um, so anyway, one of these uh, mastermind sessions, Emily just said, she kind of like, she's, she's like the mo so laid back and sweet and everything like that, but she got all like East Coasty on me and she was like, Jason, like you've been talking about starting this podcast for months, literally for months. I'm tired of hearing it just start the podcast already. Start a podcast already. And then I was like, it was like, whoa, oh. It's hard for me to envision Emily getting East Coast. Emily, well, I mean, in an Emily, sweet Canadian way. So I was like, wow. And I mean, here's here's somebody who I really respect, who does amazing work, who's my friend, who has heard me and supported me. And we've been a part of this this group for so long. And now she's just like, the gloves are off. Like, let's let's get this podcast going. Like, what? stop talking about it. And I had all these different podcast ideas, but I had just been very attracted to this idea of audio and starting a podcast. And and right after she said that, 
I like actually got to work on it because the other thing a mastermind will do or community will do like Location Indie is hold you accountable. So you do feel like when you show up with these calls, these we do accountability calls once a month in Location Indie, you feel like you have to, you can't just be in the same place as last month. You have to kind of keep things going. Yeah, like people will either call you out or or even if they're too nice to do it and they're not East Coasty enough to call you out, <sighs> you you feel that. Like you're bringing to the table the same yeah. thing. You know yeah. that you should get called out. Yeah, and I see them bringing things to the table. And anyway, so that was the thing. Em- Emily... You know, just giving me the slap. Just how quickly after that? Um, did I don't you remember exactly because I'm terrible with timelines. But I do remember the moment, and I do remember that that was the thing that made me do it. Right. Um, to actually stop. Yeah, talking I can't. About I can't it. honestly say that I remember how many weeks it was afterwards. It wasn't. It wasn't like a year afterwards. Well, or I'm anything. guessing you didn't come on to the um, next mastermind call and say, "I want to start a podcast." <laughs> no, but no, but I probably started like working through the intro and the idea and stuff, and, and taking it more seriously and committing to it, which is something we're going to talk about in another uh, in another Upcoming show. show. Up. But anyway, we're uh, I know we got ten seconds left here. Well, I know so. you holding us to this this um, four four episodes of twenty minutes is tough. I know. Chris I know. Is well, getting we, the buzzer we, out early. Yeah, the bu- he's buzzing us now. We don't have to keep it to twenty, but. We're we're going to try to do that because we said we would. And if you go to theparadisepack.com slash summit, you can sign up for our virtual summit. It's free. You can attend in these workshops and um, work on building your digital nomad or, or location independent business and um, and do it for free. We got some amazing people. It's just great to get around that energy. And uh, if you're listening to this, uh, it takes place March 18th and the 19th, um, 2019. So uh, either way... Paradise Pack's coming in April, so you might want to go on the site and check out, check out what we put together so far. Um, we could talk about that in another show, but check out the summit if you'd like. And uh, one thing, two things I wanted to say, Trap, before we um, let you fine folks go. One is apologies that we have not been recording podcasts lately. Even though Trav and I have been together, we did a, a meetup with our community location, Indy, in Mexico. So we had, I mean, almost 30 people, I think, down there together. We rented this old colonial house in this beautiful UNESCO World Heritage Town called uh, Queretaro and um, just had a blast. And we were just hanging out IRL with the, with each other, with people in the community. A bunch of people came down to Mexico. A bunch of people ended up moving to Mexico and staying there. It's just <laughs> that, so exciting that. to see. <laughs> I still so laugh at that. That's we have awesome. been focusing our time um, yeah, with the community in person, which has been awesome. And then making sure that event went off. Now that we're back and kind of working on the Paradise Pack and the next things, we will be regularly recording again. So apologies. You did ask me if we were going to apologize to people for not being around. And I said, no, (laughs) we're not going to. And now you're slipping it in. (laughs) I'm slipping Ah, it in. There you go. And um, if you ever want to get into a place where um, you can get your face slapped a little more, you can always join our community location, Indy. (laughs) Yeah, I did want to mention, just to reiterate, we could sit here and talk about this summit uh, to we're blue in the face and talk about what people are going to talk about, right? We could say, all right, Chelsea's going to talk about the five misconceptions about doing work that you love. Matt's going to talk about how to build affiliate sites in, in crazy niches like pool care. Like Go on down, down, down through the expert workshops and people like to hear that. But I do, I just want to reiterate that I find, I think the value from these workshops is less in the exact tactics that you're going to learn. They're super helpful, but it's more in that you're showing up and you're going to hear something like Jason and I heard that just 
slaps you in the face a little bit. And I don't know who's going to say it. I don't know if it's going to be Chelsea or Matt or Jamie or me or Michelle or Grace. Like, I don't know who of the workshop people are going to say it. Yeah. But there's going to be something for every single person listening now that then comes to some. I guarantee there'll be something that just makes you think, huh. To me, I know that. I know that I have to do that. But for whatever reason, it's, it's clicking in right now. Right. Yep. Yeah, for me, it's a... Uh, it's worth going to these things or conferences and all these things I go to. I always have this mindset of, wow, if I just hear one thing, one thing that changes the game for me, it will be worth it. And oftentimes it's more than one. Sure. But if it's just one, I mean, the podcast for me, starting the Zero to Travel podcast, has been the thing that has improved my life more than anything I've ever done as a personal project has allowed me to connect with you. You know, we, we became friends through that and all, all these other people I've gotten to interview and, and share. And then the audience and people that listen and just communicating and, and sharing emails with them and hearing their stories and getting inspired. It's been like, I mean, thank God Emily slapped me in the face and got right. me going because this is the thing that is, was everything that started everything for me. So yep. you never know what you're going to hear when you're going to hear that one thing that starts the next everything for you. Yep, I totally agree. And the action and the and the skills that people will be teaching on these workshops, I'm not downplaying them. You'll you'll find some of that and that'll give you a little boost, but you just don't know what you're going to learn and what's going to slap you in the face until you show up at conferences, until you go to these virtual summits, until you join communities like Location and get and really dive in and stop playing on the sidelines. So just it's totally free. Check it out, the summit, theparadiseback.com slash summit. Chris buzzed us out a long time ago. Five minutes ago. We didn't do too bad. All right. Still (laughs) under 30. Still under 30. Thank you guys for listening. Really appreciate it. We've got a lot more shows coming for you. Until next time. See ya.